Before we get started with this episode of the Artists and Emotions podcast, I want to give a little bit of a trigger warning. This episode contains subject matter such as depression, deep depression, struggling to figure out where you belong in the world, and racism within the entertainment industry itself. If these are subjects that you feel you are not comfortable listening to, or you feel may trigger you in some way, I do not recommend listening to this episode of the podcast. But without any further ado, let's get started. You're from Zurich. I lived there for three years, studying at university. Oh, it is my favorite city in the whole wide world. Oh my God, I could live there. The girl, oh! They're quite nice. <laughs> yes, quite nice, quite nice. Did you think I wouldn't find these? You're supposed to help me keep my food down. God, you're ridiculous. You can't control me, Camilla! I'm not one of your punch-drunk patients waiting for you to feed me my meds! You think this is about control? God, I go through hell for you, Jordan. All I do is sacrifice! I'm hurting right now! I feel like I'm losing everything that matters to me the most! Can't you see that? Malcolm, what are you doing? I am doing something I should have done a long time ago. You had your chance, pussy, but now I'm shutting you out. It seems like you're getting too comfortable, Jesus. No disrespect. Since when have you put so much trust in an African-American? Well, you didn't buy your rings. I'm guessing you're married. That's right. <laughs> What's so funny? Well, it was kind of a weird thing for a woman to say to a man in front of her husband. And did you? Always a little bit. Always. I always got to be the fucking buffer between them. Look, I hear you, kid. But you got to not worry about this. Your brother, he's going to come back. I followed the older sister in the right. Not only is she a witch, it's a family show. You know, uh, I'm something of a fortune teller myself. I'm sorry, what? I foresee now you and I going out on a date. Uh. Welcome to the Artists and Emotions podcast. I'm your host, Cody Alexander Curtis, and I have with me Alex Javo, who, if any of you who have watched or heard the uh, the demo reel I played before we got started with this, I think his talent and and his drive can certainly speak for himself. But Alex, how are you doing today? Well, thank you so much, Cody. Thanks for having me, and I really appreciate it. I've been uh, doing really well. How are you? I'm doing. I'm doing well now. For all of those who who are listening, Alex and I met about about a month ago. We were on we were on set for for David Axe, who's a, a local filmmaker here down in in Georgia and South Carolina. And to be honest, there there was something I was I was sort of struck. Uh, from when it comes to talking to you, Alex, and that's, uh, I think the thing is, you're you're driving your passion and how you sort of eloquently put things in terms of why you got started in this in the first place. Your your love for this, and first of all, for for those any of those who have met Alex, you also know how funny of an individual he is <laughs> in person. So, Alex, how did you 
how did you get started with all this? Like, when did you decide that you wanted to pursue this? And what made you uh, decide to not only pursue it, but go after it with such that basically the fire you're going after it with it right now? Well, uh, great question. I think it was a, for me, it was a gradual thing. I, I've always been, I've always been interested in, in people, you know, and people's, uh, you know, stories and, and stuff like that. You know, my, um, my, uh, grandmother and grandfather and, and, you know, have, have, have made a big influence in my life. Um, my grandmother is a Korean immigrant from, uh, Seoul, Korea. And, uh, you know, my grandfather was a, uh, you know, uh, in the army back in the, uh, back in the day. And that's how he obviously met her, went over there and served and, and, uh, met her and fell in love and, brought her back and I was always so fascinated by their stories of how they got married and falling in love and all that stuff at um at an early age they're you know 19 20 years old and you know came over here and so and also I've always been into um you know accents and impressions because my grandmother was the first one I ever kind of made fun of her thick Korean accent you know she would say uh you know Alex you're hungry? You know, she, <laughs> come here. <laughs> and so, and then my grandfather, who's, uh, who's from uh, Columbus, Georgia, he's called, he's all down here like this, kind of like uh, Sam Elliott, you know, what are you doing, boy? <laughs> and so they're back and forth. And, and then my mom and my sister seem to think that they're from California. And, uh, you know, and so it was, it was always fun around the dinner table to make fun of everyone and uh <laughs> and so um so yeah i mean and then that kind of ha trying to have fun type of thing you're talking about making fun of people um uh, but it all comes from love it's not just being a you know being an asshole it's yeah. because i am genuinely interested in their story and their culture and their accent and their life and and what's led them to you know pursue what they're pursuing and i was really interested in how my grandfather got into his um printing business and and my and my grandmother who came here and was always his partner but but also you know opened up her own salon and stuff like that is really driven um you know uh, hard-working uh you know family members in my life and and and, and that kind of you know, love and passion for people moved on when I became, you know, an adult and started working jobs, working at fast food places and working at uh, gyms like LA Fitness. I worked at, uh, you know, and so, you know, being with, um, being in Georgia and, you know, and, and near Atlanta were very, very high population of uh, Hispanic people. Everybody first sees me in and, and thanks Mexican. And so everybody, you know, has come to me, gosh, from when I was so small, just like, you speak Spanish? Where are you from? Oh, what? And I swear, hand to God, this is a true story. I went to, I was at Planet Fitness working out one day. I don't get there anymore, but I was there. And two Mexican guys came up to me and they were like, uh, speaking Spanish. And, and I was like, I'm sorry, I don't speak Spanish. Um, you know, and they're like, uh, 
they're like, oh, where are you from? You know, and I was like, uh, oh, my uh, my father was uh, my father was Greek, you know, and he was, you know, and 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 they're like Greek, what is that? <laughs> and I was like, it's like by Italy, you know. And they're like, oh, you're Italian, and I was like, yeah. <laughs> well, after all, I was like, okay. <laughs> and and my girlfriend, who's Mexican now, I told her that story, and she's like, probably because you said Greek, like Greece in Spanish is is Grecia, so they didn't know Greek, you know, they didn't think that connection. Um, and I was like, oh, okay, but uh, <laughs> but yeah, my father was you know full Greek. Uh, he passed away when I was a baby didn't really have a chance to learn his accent make fun of him um but um but yeah that's i've always had that kind of a you know love for people and 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 that interest in in people's stories and and um and that kind of grew into i always had people um as you as you know i try to you know subconsciously be the center of attention <laughs> and so i've always had people <laughs> I always had people, you know, tell me in school or, you know, when I'm trying to be the class clown or something, or they've always said, you should just be an actor, go into drama or go into theater. They've always said that. And I never, I never, um, I don't know. I never, I never did. I never, I never connected movies with like theater acting. Like I never connected the two. I've always loved movies and, uh, and TV and cartoons ever since I was, ever since i've existed you know it's just i can remember just loving just like literally mickey mouse crap that would come on you know the first thing in the morning but like i've always had that love for movies and stuff and i moved around a lot with my mom as a as a kid growing up and in in teens and so i didn't really have you know the chance to really stay committed to something like sports didn't do sports or anything and because they were moving around and we didn't know you know situation and stuff but but um but yeah um it was when i was 21 i um uh i i had you know i had work i had been working for a while and was staying in you know uh fly branch uh, is where i live uh, for 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 a while with the with the family you know, the grandparents and everybody's, you know, around here now and close by. My you know, sister's just an exit down. And so everybody's close. And we got comfortable here, you know, and when with me working and this and that and kind of, you know, being, you know, 21, I was like, you know, I'm going to give this acting thing a shot because I kept hearing about all this movies and stuff happening in Atlanta, you know, and I was like, give it a shot. And I got and I became an extra. Um, and was an extra for about a year and a half, extra and stand-in stuff for uh, Cobra Kai, Godzilla King of Monsters, Tag was the first thing I ever been on. Um, so then, obviously, you know, my, you know, want to being, you know, in front of the camera because uh, I would see the big stars, and I was like, you know, and and not in an arrogant way or a, I could do it better than them kind of way. Not that at all. It was just having that confidence i think is important to 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 believe in yourself and and think i could do that you know or i could do what 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 they're doing um and i'm willing to put in the hard work to 
be able to do it and do it comfortably. And, 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 you know, and so I started taking classes, started reading books, started reading, um, I highly, I highly recommend to actors out there, uh, the power of the actor by Ivana Chubik. That's like the main first one that really gave me a focus on the art of acting. That's another great book, the art of acting by Stella Adler. <laughs> um, I love, um, you know, all those books and, and and, uh, and and was just really studying. And then 2019, I was like, I'm a big New Year's resolution guy. So every year I'm like trying to do a goal. And for that goal, it was, okay, no more extra stuff. Just I don't care how small the part. I'll do student films or whatever, you know, because student films is usually where you start as an actor to get work. You know, it's unpaid, but you get, you know, experience with student filmmakers and if you go to scad and do scad films the high, the quality of the film is usually really good for reels and and stuff like that but um but yeah i i went in the 2019 i said my goal was to be on tv to get a tv role and i was uh i was i was blessed to get uh three um two for two episodes on homicide hunter that got on that was on investigation discovery and one episode on uh, Murder Comes Home. Um, but, uh, but yeah, that was pretty cool. And my family, love them, but they, they weren't really thrilled about me wanting to be an actor at first. Um, my, my mother was. My mother was the only one, really, literally the only one that ever said, uh, when I said I want to be an actor, she goes, uh, you will do this. That's what she said. I was like, I'm in. And uh, everyone else was, you know, I mean, it's it's a competitive industry. I totally get it. They were like, you really want to invest all this into that? And everybody wants to do it, you know? It wasn't until I got on TV on Homicide Hunter, and they saw that on TV. Everybody was like, oh, he's actually pretty good, man. Like, yeah, keep doing it. <laughs> you know, they were like, keep, keep going. I was like, okay. <laughs> and, uh, and, yeah, from there, it's been each year. I mean, I try to have a goal, get on and get on, get on uh movie be the lead be this and that every year and 2020 happened and i was like uh, that year i said i wanted to be in a movie and i auditioned for condor's nest um with uh phil blattberger the director writer um i auditioned um and and uh through self-tape and stuff did a couple callbacks and that has arnold Vosloo from the mummy uh i had my scene with jorge garcia from lost um jackson rathbone kills it in it uh, they all do but jackson just really stood out to me um, from twilight um a lot of great cast um members and the crew and everybody was wonderful so i booked that movie in 2020 but because of covid we couldn't shoot it till 2021 <laughs> so i got on it in 2021 <laughs> yeah. had a lot of time with the script year and a half with it my guy was um, Javier Montero, Javier Montero, and he um, and and because he was from um, uh, Buenos Aires, Argentina, I wanted to get the accent right. I didn't want to offend any Argentinians that could come across the movie. And so what I did was, I had it was funny. I had I had uh, two friends who knew two friends that were from Buenos Aires, Argentina in the film world which is hilarious 
one was a writer one was a director and they knew like argentinian friends and so yeah they they really helped me with um uh, lando and Flo. they really helped a guy and a girl they really helped me with um the accent the language because they speak Castellano, which is like a mix. I mean, that's basically like a mix between Spanish and, and Italian. But they um, really helped me with the lines, with the, with the dial, with the dialect, all that stuff. And so it, it was really fun to study that role for a year and a half. And then just yeah, just from there, it's just been networking, trying to get other roles, and and uh, yeah. I mean that's. Top to bottom, that's an incredible story. And of course, the story is only getting better because the next thing I want to sort of talk about, which at this current moment, for, for those of you who don't know, Malcolm's going to be coming out in October. And I I sort of want to talk about that because it, from everything that, that you've sort of mentioned and from our conversations on set, it sort of feels like Malcolm is like, it, it's like, the top of the totem pole in terms of everything you've been building towards and working towards in terms of everything you've you've crafted as an actor up until this point it feels like malcolm is that thing for you well yeah i uh i appreciate you mentioning it um yeah malcolm is um malcolm is uh one of my kids um no he he you know I've been I'm I'm very fortunate for the acting jobs that I have gotten. Um, I really enjoyed working with you guys and David Axe on uh, Left One Alive, and uh, that role was that role was great. Um, you know, I just um, for the first year of acting, like that 2019 year, it was like I I always got you know drug cartel, drug dealer type stuff, right? A lot of excuse me, a lot of day players, a lot of, you know, I've gotten some, you know, basically when I uh, started, I started branching out when I, when I really became like a writer, I was getting, getting a lot of, you know, that, those kind of roles. And I wanted to show the industry or the Atlanta filmmakers that I could do more than just be the be the mexican drug dealer in the in the film but i so I, what i did was i wrote three different short films i wrote a gangster one i wrote a western and i wrote a a, a race car race racer kind of film bought a camera shot them they didn't look very good but they but the out of the three i entered in a film festivals the gangster one got a, a win at a, at a at a festival, Global Shorts Film Festival, and I was like, "There's obviously something here." And so what I did was I expanded that one and made it longer, and I rewrote it and tried to make it better. That process in itself took a took a year. I presented that to some indie filmmakers, um, and one guy, uh, Jay Moretti, liked it, um, and me and him just saw eye to eye. Me and him both fell in love with Quentin Tarantino and. And Martin Scorsese, and we were just like, you know, let's do this. And so we shot that, uh, and that ends a short film, which is, why am I pointing that way? That way. <laughs> <laughs> is um, th that poster, um, you know, and or, you know, that film 
was pretty was pretty successful in the in the festival route and and through that you know having that openness to be a writer and 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 posting you know on social media you know scenes of me being being more than just the guy with the accent with the you know doing the doing the drug deal or whatever um you know that i think showed the atlanta market that oh alex could do more than just that role and i started getting when i got the gangster thing i started getting more you know like gangster stuff and it, and then it, it turned into villain stuff i got the villain and everything and then um and 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 that really came um also when i when i when we, when we did the first uh malcolm short film which i met i went to uh this great um, networking spot in Atlanta called uh, Flicks and Drinks um, that Mikhail um, Tot is the host of. And sorry if I mispronounced your name, dude. But um, but no, he uh, so he he throws this event a couple couple times a year. It's great. It's really really chill. You go there and you watch short films and trailers and music videos and everybody talks, networks, drinks. It's all it's all great. And the very first one I went to. I came early as I tried to as I tried to, to for most things, and the first guy I see when I walk in there is Chadwick Whitmire, and uh, and what's funny is you know you know he's you know just hanging out and with his girlfriend, and, and I'm there, and I'm uh, you know I'm kind of I'm talkative and stuff when I'm people when I'm with people that I know, but when people I when I don't know anyone in the room, I'm pretty shy. I don't really say anything um, for the most part, but like I. If people don't believe, but I, I will, um, I, I had to tell myself you're here to network, dude, freaking open up. And so what I did was, uh, I said, Hey, how you guys doing? What do you, what are you, what are you showing tonight? Are you showing something tonight? And Chatterick said, yeah, my trailer, uh, for the, my short film. And I said, okay. And I said, where are you from? And he said, Gainesville. And I'm like, I'm in Flyer Branch. It's like 10 minutes. We're like, oh man. So we just like hit it off like right then and there. No one else in that place lived where we live. So I thought, you know, uh, it's maybe destiny, you know. And so me and him sat next to each other, watched all, all the films and stuff that showed that night. They had a really comedic element to, like, really all of them that night, except for his. I really liked the how intense his was. And I was like, um, so me and him really, really saw it eye and, 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 and you know and, and we were just exchanging numbers and stuff and i was like let's work together you know and he said and he said yeah you know and he that that week sent me uh, a script that that first uh, chapter that first short film of 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 malcolm and i just as an actor i'm always trying to be challenged i'm always trying to accept challenge whatever it is if it's an accent or if it's you know something to do with mental illness which that's what really stuck out about this guy um, Malcolm was, he is a schizophrenic serial killer that doesn't want to kill. And he's being forced to kill, almost possessed. And so I was like, really in, I was like, wow, you know, having a voice in my head, I haven't done that before. So I was all over it. And I was like, okay, yeah, let's do it. And uh, we shot it, we did it. It was a great time. And uh, and we were just had such a great time. We we're like, let's do another one. You know, and so he wrote a second one, a third one, and then we had all of a sudden we had five, six. And as you know, you know, a lot of money goes into making anything, you know, if it's films or web series or whatever. 
And we were like, at first, it just to start off as like a, just a fun thing, you know, something to post out there and make people look and see what we can do for both of us, you know. And we brought in a great uh, cinemat cinematographer and DP and editor, um, uh, Johnny Ray, who then became our, uh, our co-director for the feature length. And it was just something that, you know, he was fresh out of, out of film school and Chadrick hadn't, you know, really shot anything. And, and I'm just trying to, you know, expand my range if I can of, of, of acting. And so um, it was just something for us to just, to just do to show the public what we can do. And, and with that, with posting these little sh short films, we, we started to get traction and you know, I started to get villain jobs and 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 um uh, you know sh sh I, I got from that i got like shooter um uh, like like in short forms like i come in i'm shooting up the place that kind of guy and like just all kinds of stuff but i was generating more work is the, is the whole point through that and chad was chad was getting more writer writing jobs and johnny ray was getting on set, uh, more sets more shooting and editing stuff and so it was great for all of us uh, but I had the idea, I was like, guys, you know, we're, sp we're certainly spending enough money doing these. Let's try to make some of it back. You know, and so we're doing, we're doing, you know, research into what should we do? What's the best route for streaming and stuff. And, and, uh, and, and, and everybody was saying, you know, that, you know, a feature film would be, would be awesome. And so that's what we did. We were trying to, you know, put together the, a feature length, you know, movie you know, reshoot some stuff, make some stuff better, finish it up, do the beginning, do the end, plug them all together and, and make out a feature film. And so that's what we did. And, 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 the, and what's great about Malcolm and, you know, I told uh, Chad and Johnny this actually yesterday, I, I keep telling them how much I appreciate them with trusting in me to have that leading spot um, in a film um because it's because it's because you know it's hard to, it's hard to get on any on any set really but um even as a supporting role but you know but to get the lead to get the guy um especially not trying to make this a race or color thing but but especially with the guy with my kind of look it's hard for at least at least for me to really get a good um or to get a leading part um it's 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 tough um you know i always get um supporting roles and, and day players which is great i love it I, I do that forever i love i'm just happy working as an actor to be honest but at the same time you want to show you know that you can do more you know and that there's more to you you know because i grew up you know following and loving you know at first it was christian bale leo dicaprio you know tom hanks denzel washington joaquin phoenix going back in time river phoenix when I started studying acting and studying movies, you know, specifically just to, to know about cinema history, I fell in love with De Niro, Marlon Brando, James Dean, um, all these guys, you know, they, they, they've all had a Al Pacino. All, the, all these guys have had such a, such a huge impact on my um, life and, and now as an actor. So it's just, um, so seeing you know seeing those guys i just want to you know be them <laughs> yeah i mean that's understandable and i think sort of the i only knew about the fact that mal i didn't know malcolm was 
a short before it became a feature like learning yeah. learning the fact that the i think the first time i saw anything from malcolm it wasn't even from any of the marketing you guys have done it was from your demo reel like that's <laughs> the the first time and i it the clip that you put on it, it it took me by such surprise like because the first time i saw it was i think two weeks after we worked together and so and i mean we i mean we had great conversation and a great community around us but i didn't really see get the opportunity to see you act that much and then the first thing i see you acting it is this like little malcolm clip on your demo reel and it completely took me by surprise it's like and seriously man it's it takes a lot of hard work but you absolutely deserve all the success that you guys have are getting with malcolm especially since besides the fact that it's going to be going to amazon prime video this this october you're also getting the chance to show it into a couple of movie theaters a couple of like little independent theaters here in the south in october as well like this is all super super great stuff well yeah i was you know for marketing a movie i was telling the guys you know i really want to get this thing um released by october around halloween i mean because you know, I'm thinking, I mean, who's going to really, I mean, I'm sure horror movie fans will watch a horror movie any day, but I'm thinking obviously we would ge generate more interest if we, if we release a horror psychological thriller film in Halloween time than Thanksgiving. So I was like, let's really get this thing, you know, finished and out there and submitted. And, and yeah, so, um, yeah it's just it's just it's just all great surreal this wasn't anything that me and chadrick and johnny were expecting or planning to do i mean we shot the first we fought we we, we first started shooting malcolm in uh 2021 so this is 2023 and we just love attacking it every time um a new you know scene or you know um and yeah, and Chadrick's working on the sequel. He's 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 writing the sequel, Malcolm Two, already. So, and uh, and he says that he wants it bloodier. He wants it to be more intense. And and I am uh, I am very excited for that. Uh, <laughs> That's and, really that is really great to hear. Yeah. And once again, more updates coming every day. Um, and by the way, we are. We are recording this in August, but the funny thing, something I haven't told you, Alex, is that ever since ever since uh, the update about Malcolm being released around Halloween was coming out, I may or may not have strategized to have this particular episode of the podcast with you to be released around the same time when Malcolm will be released for the public to, oh. to go see. So well, there is. the. But you did touch on something earlier that. um while you kind of brush it off a little bit, I think it is a good transition in terms of talking about mental health and, and being in this space. And that is race in regards to the entertainment industry, because although it is, it is an issue that is definitely being looked at more and more. The fact of the matter is there is without a doubt, a, a prejudice that has been in the entertainment space for a long, long time, like basically since it's opened up and it doors are being opened up more and more for people but 
the fact is you're right is that because of the way someone looks or they sound or they act or the color of their skin those opportunities a good portion of the time at least at the beginning they are held back from people yeah uh for as far as mental illness in the uh entertainment industry or i think just in, in general um yeah it's a um you know, I, I feel like, you know, 50 years ago or whenever we didn't really, it's hard to say if we really had an, if, if they really knew about it or if they really acted on it because, you know, the terms now, there's a term for everything, you know, being dyslexic, being, you know, dealing with depression, dealing with, um, with Malcolm. I didn't know anything about mental illness really. Um, it was a great opportunity to learn and research about this disease, you know, schizophrenia. Um, you know, Chadrick, you know, knows some people that suffer from that. That and one guy who uh, Malcolm's loosely based on is uh, he came to the first set and I got to speak with him. Really nice guy. I hope he's doing well. Um, but uh, but yeah, it was um, um, it was it was really nice to. To, to learn about, you know, several different mental illnesses. I, I studied, you know, for the role and, you know, studying schizophrenia, psychopathy, multiple, multiple personality disorder, um, getting to study serial killers and, <laughs> and, uh, and obviously classic villains, you know, from, from movies that we enjoy, like uh, Joker, Green Goblin, Hannibal Lecter, you know, a bunch of guys that, base the voice off of but um but no uh, but, but as far as mental illness in the in the real world um yeah, for me it just it just it just seems like it's such a it's such a cliche or 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 it's or it's just like for guys it's just like almost like a, a suck it up you know young man kind of attitude at least what i'm used to yeah uh, you know and and the only answer is to work harder <laughs> and it's like you know and i feel like what's important for um for men and women is the times that i don't feel depressed or down is usually when i have a goal when i have a destination if you're just you know in your feelings and just kind of floating around that's usually the time that depression kind of thing kind of sneaks up on you and 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 one thing you know i would say to the actors that are out there and with the strike and everything is to um you know no matter what you know stay optimistic and 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 to keep moving forward and and and, and know that you know you are valued um that you are loved that your that your work is not taken for granted um by everyone it's um you know because i think these are the times like there's a lot of you know suicides and depressive or, or you know depressions uh depressional states like in COVID time 2020 and now it's sad to see that the strikes kind of you know almost redoing the same kind of thing for some people um but that's why i try to you know I try to keep working. I try to keep um, keep putting out content. I mean, 
it's and it's it's not even to you know i'm not i'm not trying to say like 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 oh you know i'm gonna like i'm not i'm not not standing you know what i mean for the stress that it's it's mentally for me i have to keep working you know mentally and spiritually it's just i don't know if it's something to do with how was how i was raised or what it's just i know that i have to keep working to 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 you know stay alive i mean it's just it's almost like that robin williams speech um when he was saying um i believe that was dead poet society when he was saying um you know these are noble these are noble pursuits you know oil cars whatever but you know art poetry love these are the things that we stay alive for you know and then that's that really you know resonates with me it's like i just there's nothing there's nothing that i love more besides my you know family stuff is than, than acting you know i mean you know just making movies just just fills me up as you know i mean you're yeah. an actor it just fills you up to like like nothing could compare it's mm-hmm. you know i remember coming home from one of those student films i was i was playing an asshole but i but all day i was playing this i was playing this role and i came home and i told my family i said you know i know what i want to do for the rest of my life they said what i said i want to be an actor i want to do this i I could do this forever forever i could do this that's how that's how much enjoyment i get out of it and and they're just so happy to see that i found something because all those years you know in school growing up i didn't really know you know moving around and i don't really know i mean you know and so all these all these little nuggets here and there with the impressions and the accents and the love for people and hearing their stories and all that stuff and being trying to be the class clown center of attention you know crap all that put into all that put into you know what jobs that kind of require those things or you know and it's like you know it just just kind of fit for me love studying people and 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 getting to know these characters and performing them you know as 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 realistic as possible yeah i think you i think you touched on something and and, uh, it's not a thing thing it's i know you touched on something that i do connect with pretty deeply and that's that's the aspect of uh being happiest when you're working like the fact of the matter is with with the strike and and everything slowed down right now obviously work is a little bit slowed but i found it's one of the it's one of the reasons why i started the podcast up is because not only to talk about what we're talking about here which is the whole mental health aspect of being in an industry that requires you to be so vulnerable 95% of the time. And one that is filled with 95% of the time you're not working. And that was one of it. But the other aspect is between acting and writing and, and everything else, just staying busy and staying, like you said, having a goal in mind. That is, that's also the place that I find myself the happiest too. It's just, and I think that's, I think that's the, sort of the key takeaway here is that if you are in a spot where you feel really down, but you have one, two, maybe three things that bring you the most joy that you can think of when you are feeling so miserable, 
try to spend as much time as you can doing those things because if you can you'll more than likely be able to distract yourself enough to bring yourself out of those uh, out of those sort of slumps so you can keep going on with your day and it, it i'm glad to hear you say it alex because for me i, I don't know about you but um my family has has always been supportive but they've never fully understood why i work as hard as i do or why i work as long as i do during the day to sort of make these things happen and it's because it makes me happy it's not work to you i mean yeah a wise man said i mean if you find what you love you never have to work a day in your life is because you love doing it that's why when you're on a set for 12 14 16 hours and people are like geez like, that's so long but it's like i'm having a ball like the whole yeah. 16 hours like it's like i'm just like having such a blast um and that's the thing that's the that's the that's the funny thing about when i'm doing like a role or something um like like this past weekend i did the uh, new orleans uh, 48 hour film festival challenge we make a film in two days and uh, and yeah i mean everybody's low on sleep and you're like how do you how do you how do you um persevere you know and it, and it's because you're you're almost you're you're like so into it you know your mind almost like leaves your body like your body's trying to catch up with your mind and your soul almost and then once you once you wrap you just like face plant the bed like it's just like <laughs> Yeah. your body's like i'm exhausted you know and you you know and so that's the same thing for like when i went you know those 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 days you know on set of uh, left one alive or condor's nest i was so i was so freaking nervous to be on set with jorge garcia right having scenes with him i call him a fat shit in spanish i'm calling this a-lister fat shit in spanish i was nervous I, you know I didn't even I didn't sleep. I slept probably one hour and thirty minutes the night before. So I was so exhausted. Call time was seven. We didn't wrap till seven. I it had such a blast on like no sleep for twelve twelve hours. When I got home or when I got to the hotel, I just I just passed out. Everybody's going out having dinner. Hey, I and they were texting me, hey, come on out. I freaking could function. I had to sleep. I had to take care of my body and rest. Yeah. And I, uh, yeah, it was, but out, but in the moment, like I've got, I've got some behind the scene videos I never released that I just had for myself. I'm just I, like, like you saw me, I'm just having a blast. And this time yeah. in an accent, I'm messing with the camera guys and I'm like, well, what are you doing? You know, like as the guy, you know, and, and just like, just, having a because it's, it's just so much fun it is it, it, <laughs> and i can i can completely relate to that just having so much fun and releasing so much energy that when you get home from it you like pass out and you sleep longer than you probably should uh recently i wrapped up uh, a short film called lux with uh filmmaker kenneth perkins here in uh here in augusta georgia we filmed an overnight shoot that went from seven to seven. Mm. It was it was a blast. But the thing is, it was also a horror film where oh. me and uh, my friend Sarah, who played my wife in the film, 
we were both supposed to be terrified and and doing a lot of physically demanding stuff a good portion of the time. So when I got home, I put my face on my pillow. I didn't wake up for like 12, 13 hours afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> but, but you're right. Like, it's so much fun just being in that space that there, there's <laughs> that me and my buddies have where it's like it's run on over excitement and energy drinks on film sets. <laughs> yes. And uh, here, cheers, cheers to that. Oh, but, yeah. but, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but no, um, what's funny is so the longest I was I've been on a set um, was for another 48. Um, I was on set um, 22 hours from okay. 6 a.m. to uh, Saturday morning to 4 a.m. Sunday morning. Wow. And, okay. Uh, and I have never, I saw everybody have like their own caffeinated drink, like <laughs> Diet Cokes, coffee, Monster Energy, like bangs, rains, you name it. It's, it's everything. I was like, like, that coffee maker was working its ass off. Like, it was just like, <laughs> it was just like, you know, but, um, but no, another thing too is, um, it, it takes so much, um, energy to just you know to because you know when you're doing take after take after take you know i mean and and you're trying to make it i mean that's you know one of the tricks is trying to make it like it's the first time every time yeah keeping that certain energy up you know being open to new things the director wants to do something new or different you know i mean if you i mean look at they said that Joaquin Phoenix for Joker had so many different choices in the and ways he was playing every scene that he they could have re-edited the movie and it would be like a whole other movie. There's so many different takes that yeah. and, and you know ways he did it. And it was just like, you know, oh wow. Um but yeah, I mean it's just it takes a lot out of you. But you know what? When you're in the zone, you don't feel it until no. the next day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah you certainly don't and that's that's another that's another thing is that it, it's a certain level of exhaustion that is different for film and theater theater you don't get any breaks as soon as the as soon as the curtains come up it's like two hours of non-stop acting in film is a lot more contained but you do have to do it over and over and over again and especially if it's like an emotionally difficult scene you need to muster the energy to be able to push yourself through it oh yeah i try to use for those kind of scenes i try to use you know i mean for any scene and any emotion you know i i think it's i think it's at least for me smart to whatever take whatever's happening you know in your life and 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 because i mean your character you know they could be going through whatever whatever you're going through that day like use it like use you know if you had a fight with your girlfriend or if you you know are mad at somebody use that like you know kind of to drive you into the your character into the scene um if you're and and and, and what i mean by that is it's not just you know be if you just got into a fine you're angry don't just let the anger out like that you can let the anger out in several different ways you could be like a football player or or a chess player, you know, like like, like you know, you could, you know, but also, yeah. you know, using the environment. I've I've heard some actors, 
and actresses complain about like uh, like the weather or something that day. Like, oh god, it's so hot or oh, it's so this and that. Use it, you know, or it's so cold. I try to use it. I mean, I mean, in the performance. I mean, what if he? I mean, if it's snowing, when well, he's probably going to be freezing. Like it's like, you know. Yeah. And so use it. You it makes it more. Um, I think it. I think it makes it more. I mean, realistic. You're not trying to look like you're an actor. <laughs> you're trying yeah. to look like you're a human being. You know, right. that really exists and so and, and 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 we all can relate to being freezing to being tired to being you know maybe you slept wrong on the bed that night you, you know you got a little something in your neck you know all these things bring um layers to the character i think um you know and it makes it more well-rounded you know that's that's what i try to do at least I mean, I, uh, I agree with you a hundred percent. And in terms of the, the weather thing, I think it, it certainly does help The given what, if you're, if you're hot or it's freezing and everything else, if, if the scene is built around and the environment is part of it and the, the, the weather that is in the given scene is the same weather that you're currently dealing with. There's no use in, in fighting it to make it look like it's something different. Right. Yeah. Just let it flow, man. Yeah. <laughs> and plus I find that I find that one thing that helps me, uh, like right before every take, especially when I'm exhausted, is obviously you get cast in a role, everybody's got their own process, but there's always like a buildup of all the preparation you do on set. But I wanna say uh, I wanna say thank you again, uh Alex, for, for coming on and sharing everything that you have. Because I think, uh, I think everything that you have said so far, not only about your journey in terms of where you've come from and where you are now with, with Malcolm's like premiere coming up in October, uh, to to everything that could be coming and will be coming down the pipeline for you. It's all really really exciting stuff. But before we leave off, I sort of want to just pass the mic over to you one last time. Well, thank you so much. It's been it's been truly an honor to you know be on here and 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 to talk with you you know any 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 time you know i'd be happy to you know come on and but um but no i mean just for people to you know stay tuned for for malcolm you know malcolm will be out there amazon prime video and reveal uh if you want to come to the uh, plaza theater october 28th you know the uh showing starts at uh, three o'clock and we'll, i'll probably be there at 2 30. and um but yeah, also, um, Malcolm will be coming out, you know, Halloween time, uh, before Halloween. If you like horror movies and surreal mind fuck movies, watch The Raker House on Stroma Now. Uh, great filmmaker, John Covert, great cast, uh, Nicoa Salas and Whitney Laveau, uh, and myself and, and Matthew Ellsworth and, and Lilith, uh, I'm gonna mess up your last name, Lilith. I'm sorry, but um, great, great cast, great film. It's uh, it's it's nuts. Uh, and my guy's crazy. But um, but yeah, tune in and watch those films. Um, stay tuned for Malcolm. Any last advice um, for um, for actors is to uh, stay optimistic. Remember why you got into this thing. Um, keep keep pushing, you know. Um, and, and also, 
uh, I see a lot of actors that 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 have they have this trend of I'm gonna wait tables, I'm gonna rely on my agent, I'm gonna get headshots every few months. That's it. Take classes, waste you know, spend all my money. Look, do that. But you know, if you really want to make some strides, make you know, go out there, network get on other films connect with people you know this is my story you know i connect with you know other filmmakers and have you know i've, I've gone to i've gone to film church groups you know i've gone to you know film screenings film festivals get out there you know you never know who yeah you're gonna, that's how i met my first asian was a film festival so it's like you gotta you know you, you got to make the time if you really love this and you moved somewhere for this, you know, don't leave until you've, you know, don't leave until you've lifted, you know, every rock, so to speak. I mean, just don't leave, don't leave any rock unturned. And so do all that you can. And, um, and yeah, you know, and, and, and you'll, you'll be surprised with what doors uh, can open for you as an actor yeah. and, you know, I think that is, I think that is a great final point. And I think it's very poignant and I think it's very true. And why do I say this? Because I may have shared this with you, Alex, or maybe not, but I'll share it again here. Before I, before I moved down to Georgia, I lived in the state of Maine and there's no industry there up whatsoever. So basically, if you want to learn how to be in this industry, you have to do everything from acting to directing, to producing, to writing, to, to everything. So before I even moved down to Georgia to, to pursue the Atlanta markets, I was basically working 24 seven, either making my own stuff or basically everything that Alex just said, I was doing up in Maine. And if you're going to move to a market where the industry is quote unquote prevalent to try to make connections and work more, I highly recommend building up what you can in your home state before you do relocate, because if you find out that it's not something you want to do or you find it to be too intense, this industry, unfortunately, is just not going to be for you because it's it's work that just never stops, unfortunately. Right. Exactly. But uh, thank you. So thank you, everybody, for listening. And now. This has been the Artists in Emotions podcast. My name is Cody Alexander Curtis. I'm your host, and I just want to say once again, thank you for tuning in. And we hope that you've been able to take something that we've talked about today with you on your own mental health journey or your own actor's journey. But I hope you all have a great day, and I'll see you next time.